Next Jenners, how are we going? We have got a great episode and a question I get asked all the time, so I was super excited to get diving into this one. I've just committed to a college. I'm blessed. I'm humbled. I am honored. I'm privileged. All those things. You see the announcements all the time. It's a big deal when, when kids, um, when they announce their quote-unquote commitment to a school. But what does it really mean? I get asked this all the time from parents once they commit to a school. What does it all mean? We're going to get to all that, but just a second of a couple of announcements I need to make. Number one, I am extremely excited, privileged, honored, humbled to announce uh, kind of officially through the Next Gen family. I will be covering the World Baseball Classic. This has been a massive dream of mine since I got into broadcasting. I put some stuff out on social media. Uh, I tell kids this all the time. When you're playing, when you're a kid, you want to play in the major leagues. You want to play for your country. I get a chance to play in the Olympics, play in the major leagues. And then I got done playing, and you go through that little bit of that career transition. I'm sure your mom and dad have gone through that too. They get out of school, and they're sitting there going, okay, now what am I going to do with my life? What are my big goals, et cetera? You get all these big, you know, lifelong uh, big picture stuff going on around your head. For me, I wanted to get into broadcasting. Loved it. Okay. I got knocked back a bunch. That's um, an episode for another time, maybe, or a different podcast, The Top Step. We talk about it all the time over at The Top Step. But one of my biggest goals, just for a personal thing, was I wanted to be involved any chance I could to call international games, be in the booth for international games. I get a chance to do major league games. I absolutely love it, but there's nothing better than international baseball. So the Royal Baseball Classic, it is turned into, I didn't know this five years ago, it's turned into a massive event. Um, so I will be doing covering Pool A Taiwan with my man Tyler Mon. This guy, the play-by-play guy, so I'm doing color. So right, I'm like the ex-player. So he's doing play-by-play. I'm doing color. We worked the World Baseball Classic qualifiers together. Had an absolute blast. This guy is so talented. Make sure you tune in to those games in Taiwan because it's going to be entertaining. You've got really good players. Xander Bogarts is playing it. You and the Cespedes. I mean, there's, there's a bunch. I'm not going to go through them all, but I'm super excited. So make sure you tune in. It's going to be on Fox uh, if you're in the US. And you can uh, in Australia, you can catch it on MLB TV, I'm pretty sure. And I'm sure there's other outlets too. Um, so there's that also too. Some big things happening uh, with Next Gen Baseball. I've just had a, uh, I don't want to give anything away, but I've got a major thing coming to Australia uh, January uh, of 2023. Cannot wait. Uh, excuse me. What am I saying? January 2024. Uh, be on the lookout for that for you Aussies. Uh, I do have some Australians coming to the States. I don't want to announce anything just yet. Uh, doing some uh, awesome stuff here in the States. I've got camps uh, this summer, so it's all rolling. We're getting back to normal Next Gen Baseball since... COVID and made some changes. Uh, so I can't wait. But this, let's get into this episode. I am excited about this one. I verbally committed. Now, I'm not going to lie. I love putting these commitments out. When we have a player and we've worked hard and I've gone off and, you know, flown off to some place and I've had to sit there with the college recruiters and really dive into who this individual is, who this young young man is. And and they've worked really hard to get to this point, and you're trying to get them across the line, and you cut through all the red tape and the compliance and the blah, 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 all this stuff. Once it's all said and done, and the school says, yes, we want to make this kid a scholarship offer, and we want him to be a, you know, insert the name of the school, and then the kid turns around and says, yep, I'll accept that, shake hands or do it, you know, obviously for some of these Aussies, do it over, uh, whether it be an email or do it, whatever it may be. 
It's the best thing ever. I love announcing them. Had a chance more recently, Liam Grant, Josh Nadai to Oregon State, one of the biggest and best baseball programs. Travis Bazzani, you heard him on the show. Um, you know, we've had uh, we've had a couple of JUCO guys more recently. We've had um, you know, obviously a bunch of guys. You go on nextgenbaseball.com, look at the alumni, all those guys. It's so fun. I make a little video. I make a, a cool video for them. I make a, a post and very proud of these guys. They should be proud too. It's a big, big moment when you get that chance to announce to the world that I'm, I'm honored to commit to a school. But what does it mean? It's not, an, it's not a legally binding agreement. It's not a contract you sign then and there. You have to wait till you sign what's called your national letter of intent, which happens much later. But let's talk about the commitment. And what does that mean? What are your uh, obligations at that point? What can the school do? Because they can do a lot. And it doesn't mean a whole lot. It's essentially a gentleman's agreement. It really is. And kids now in the US are committing when they're in... I've seen a couple kids in eighth grade commit to schools. Wouldn't recommend it because studies show the longer you commit to a school, the longer it is from when you commit to that school to when you're actually on that campus, the, the more time, the more likely it is for a what's called a decommit uh, for them to decommit you or whatever it may be. We're going to get to that little decommitment part in a second, but let's talk about some of the uh, the some of the details with the the commitment side of things. Unfortunately, it's kind of the nature of the beast. It's the market how it is. Usually, around when you're a sophomore age or you're really sort of pushing it pretty late when you get into that uh, 11th grade because these schools, they go out and they pick out their players. They only have 11.7 scholarships. So they have to get in there early. So if it's a 10th grader and they're like, yeah, he's a stud, he's going to come to this school. We want to um, offer him a, a gentleman's agreement, college scholarship. We And they kind of promise eh, that those promises get broken, which we'll talk about. Uh, for when you sign your national letter of intent, we're going to be right here. We're going to offer you this this um, this college uh, scholarship money, and you're good to go. You're going to be a beaver, or you're going to be a whatever a Trojan, whatever whatever the team is, a lope. Yeah, just throwing some schools out there. So that's basically what that means. The problem is, and you 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 heard me say earlier, the longer you are committed to that school, the more likely it is to, for you to be decommitted or them to move on, whatever it may be. That's the problem though. If you wait too long, if you wait till year 11, year 12, especially year 12, that scholarship money that they've already sent off to kids, not sent off to kids, but what they've promised kids, they've sort of allocated, they've got this giant whiteboard in their clubhouse, the head coach, the pitching coach, and they sit there and they look at their recruits, their 2026s, 2027s, the guys they're trying to get, the guys they've already had a verbal commitment from. And usually from a player's standpoint, if you give a verbal commitment, you're really not going to go out and break that verbal commitment. You kind of can't, it's like, it's it's more, it's, it's very biased, I'll be honest, it's a very big double standard, whereas if you break it compared to them breaking it, it's just a different look. Again, we're going to dive into that in just a second. So think of it like this. When you go into this stuff, you really unfortunately don't have a choice. Okay. So if you're a 10th grade, you're like, man, I've still got years, especially some of the Aussies can't quite get their head around the fact that I'm in I'm a sophomore or a 10th grader going into 11th grade. Or, and I'm like, I barely even see the school. Because remember, another rule of, of thumb too, you cannot officially or unofficially be led around that campus from a coach, NCAA school. I don't know how it is with the other schools, but the NCAA schools, you cannot be led around that campus with a coach until the 1st of December of your junior year. So you guys do the math and figure out when that is for the Australian kids. But the American kids know this. 
so that you have to go off with your parents and go check out classrooms and check out campuses and facilities. The coach can't um, do that for you because you're too young. That's one of the new rules. This is the silly thing about it, and this is something that needs to be cleaned up. Um, and we can talk about the transfer portal, and we can talk about all this other stuff. But for right now, this is an interesting, interesting bit of conversation because you go to these showcases, you're a 10th grader, school wants to commit to you, and you're like, man, but... Yeah, I've only walked around the campus maybe with my parents. All right, number one. Number two, they've got 15 other kids who they're they're willing to offer scholarship money to. So you want to get in quick and get some of that scholarship money and everything else. So let's get into some things that you as a player can somewhat control. And mom and dad, if if kids, you listen to this, send this episode to mom and dad because this is where they have to essentially be your advisor or your agent so to speak. You can't say that dirty word agent when you're talking about colleges and recruiting and everything else because there's no money involved. It's more about just scholarship money, et cetera. But this is where mom and dad have to ask the tough questions, okay? And some of the things we, we need to know. First of all, if you're looking at this school, you're like, man, I love this school. The, the college coach is the man. He's telling me everything I want to hear. And for two in two years from now, I'm going to be their Friday night starter, whatever it may be. This school's the place I want to go. Number one, do yourself a big, big favor and do everything you can to research what is their track record for two things. Number one, how many kids have they decommitted in the last couple of years? That coach in particular, if that coach has come from another school or that, that recruiting coach, I'm, talking, I'm coach slash recruiter has come from another school or that school in particular, how many kids have they picked up? Because some of these big schools do this. They, they have all these kids verbally commit, then all of a sudden, you know, into year 11, there's an injury or something like that. Boom, decommitted, see ya. Try and do do your research on, on the track record. A big part of this is look at that coach and that coaching staff. How long have they been at the school? Man, since I've been doing this, since 2016, there has just been a carousel of different uh, assistant coaches, pitching coaches, hitting coaches who are recruiters. They've just been going uh, doing a, a big loop of the schools, man. I've, I've seen one coach, I'm like, hey, man, how, how's it going at San Jose State? And he's like, oh, I'm not there anymore. So-and-so's there. But he was at... Cal State Northridge, all right? He's like, no, no, he, but he's not there anymore. They switch schools. And when they switch schools, that affects your commitment. We had one player, Ethan Stacy, and he, he can tell you this. Committed to University of Washington, everything was good. We, we kept asking questions, making sure that he, what are the obligations the next couple of years? Boom, the coaching staff switches. Everything changes when that happens. It makes it awfully tough. So take a look. That's one thing you got to look at. Look at the track record for that coach and the school. How many guys have they decommitted? And you can ask them too. You can totally ask them. Just say, listen, what when when I do commit to you, Right, and this is mum and dad I'm talking about. Don't put your kids in an awkward position where they have to, you know, they're trying to get, build a relationship with a coach when they're sitting down having that meeting before they commit with the school or whatever it may be. Have mum and dad. You guys obviously don't go, hey, all right, you, you, I, I need to know, I need to know all the names that you decommitted. But just sit there and say, hey, listen, one thing that we're a little concerned about is the commitment thing. We've seen a lot of kids, and you can word it that way and just say, listen, is there any way? You can kind of give me a list of guys who have decommitted from you, whether it's their choice or your choice. Uh, that would be great, just so we can really get a good idea of where we stand with this commitment. Because again, it's a handshake; it's a verbal agreement. There's no legally binding anything because there's no essentially there's no money involved, right? So that's mum and dad. That's on you. All right, that's that's a big one. So the next one. You have to ask this. This is important, and this is something you need to check in constantly. The minute you commit, right? You can't just go home and be like, "Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm. Um, I don't really need to communicate with them on anything." 
you have to ask them, what is my playing obligation the next couple of years? For example, I'm in year 10 and, or I'm in year 11 and I commit to whatever school. And they say, hey, you know, we're excited for you to become a insert mascot name. And you say, great, awesome. Yeah, you go to the, the, the team store and you go buy a hoodie or whatever it is and you go do your big announcement. You have to ask them before you leave, what? is my playing obligation. What do you need to see from me? They're going to be like, oh, well, you know, just send this video. No, no, no. Just be specific with it. Say, listen, um, if I, for my Australian kids, I'm going back to Australia, right? Obviously, there's a, there's a big Pacific Ocean in between us. Uh, I need to figure out what's my playing obligation to make sure that this commitment stays stays true. Do I have to, you have to see me at a showcase? Do you have to, I would like to. They're going to give you a little bit of the runaround because at this point, they're just trying to get you committed, right? Um, you, you said, Hey, listen, you set a schedule for him. Say, Hey, listen, we're going to check in every month, right? I've kind of had to do this with my uh, broadcasting agent where I have to set a schedule to say, listen, let's check in once a week about this, that, and the other. You guys don't have to be that crazy, but set it up. So you can say, look, look, let's check in once a month. I'll send you videos. Um, give, let's set up a schedule for the next couple of summers. If I do have to get back here, uh, if I'm on a national team, I can send you that info. What do you need to see, etc., for this to be binding? Blah blah blah. Okay, that's a big one. This is an even bigger one: the academic side of it. What do you need academically? And this is where you can, if if you want to avoid having that hard conversation with the coach, get with the compliance officer. What they usually do is appoint you to someone in the in the compliance department at the school to make sure your grades switch over. So, like if you have a, you know, if you're an Australian, especially I deal with a lot of Australians, it's tough because sometimes when you submit your grades, like your, you know, your, they just look completely different. In Australia, we call them report cards. Actually, so. You look at that and some of you kids go to really selective, hard academic schools and you're getting B's and C's because it's just a different standard, right? You would be getting A plus, 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 pluses if you're in, in some of the regular classes. So you have to get with the compliance officer. If you're on campus there, when you're talking to the coach, say, hey, I'd love to set up a meeting before I fly home with the, with the, the compliance people to make sure I'm dialed in on academics, exactly what I need. If the compliance person doesn't know, if you're coming from another country and they're like, oh, I'll look into it, hold them accountable. Say, listen, I really got to know this because... I've had to deal with this before. We've had a couple of kids commit to schools, good schools, and then all of a sudden they don't have the right grades, units, credits, all that stuff, and it doesn't switch over. And then we've had an issue trying to get him into school. Travis Pizzano, who was on this episode, we had to deal with that too. He had a situation where he smashed in his SAT, but when he sent him his reports, um, he dropped the class, and all of a sudden they're looking at this going, hold on a minute, um, you're not complying with what we need to get you into this school. So we had to do a bunch of work. So that's super, super important, okay? Because you don't want a situation, you don't want to give them any excuse. In other words, I've seen this happen before as well. 10th grader or 11th grader commit to a school. A year later, they're like, oh, well, hey, we're looking at this and um, you know, the compliance part, uh, sorry, we're going to have to uh, decommit you. I've seen that happen too, okay? It's, it gets ugly sometimes. That's a big one. The academic part uh, is a massive, massive one. All right, so another thing you can ask too when you're in that meeting, you're sitting down and you're, you're talking to the coach, they're trying to fill you out as to far as far as how much scholarship money they're going to offer you because that's what they do, by the way. When you sit down with mum and dad and you're sitting in that room, they'll ask, hey, mum and dad, what do you do for work? They're trying to figure out your financial situation. That's what they do to figure out, okay, because they haven't figured out, oh, we're just going to offer him a full ride or we're going to offer him 50%. They're calculating as they go in their head, what can they essentially get away with? How keen are you to go to this school? 
how what's it going to take what kind of chunk of that 11.7 is it going to take to get you across the line so they sit down they ask mom and dad what do you do for work i get asked this all the time right they figure out uh, obviously the transcripts they figure out if there's some sort of way to get you academic money to sweeten the deal so they cover some of the costs but one thing you can ask them and this is a, this is important this is one of the factors of the things you can ask them and mom and dad you can step into if you're in that meeting with the kid be to, to, to take the, uh, the the awkwardness away from a 16-year-old. Uh, trust me, I, I don't know how some of these kids do it. Ask them to say, listen, does, my, does this verbal commitment depend on, number one, on-field performance, we covered that, but also injury. If I get injured in the next couple of years, what does that mean? They're going to give you a little bit of a runaround, but at least they know that you are serious when it comes to this verbal agreement, this gentleman's agreement, nothing legally binding either of you to have you go to that school in a couple of years, at least they know that you're serious and it's not something that you take lightly and they can just kind of push it, push it to the side later on. And again, that goes into that communication aspect of it as well. When you leave that commitment meeting or that, that handshake and you're committed to go to insert mascot school, you can. That's how you can, uh, you know, ease into setting up that schedule as well to check in, whether it be monthly. Hey, what do you need for my playing obligations in the next couple of years? Everything else, because let's not forget. All right, there is a double standard here. I love my dudes, my my recruiters, some of my good friends, and they're great guys. Okay, but there is that double standard. We all know it. When you guys have that handshake agreement, the school is more likely going to break that commitment than you are as a player. Because as a player, you are looked at as, oh man, this kid's just going to commit to us and now he's going to decommit. Ethically, it doesn't look good for you as a player. But when the when the team does it, everyone's just like, oh yeah, they decommitted uh, and that's just the way it goes. It just It's just funny when, when you think of it like that. So keep that in mind too. When the commitment happens, you go off, off to go, and you do your big announcement on social media, and then you go off and you go play, and you tell all your friends, you buy the hoodie, everything else, right? You're a catcher, you're in 10th grade. Guess what? That school's off still recruiting. I've had kids who are in year 12, 12th grade, seniors, who I've gotten with a school, and they're like, hey, we really want them to come in. And I'm like, well, man, they're a little late in the process, and they really like this kid. Like, oh, no, we can find money. In other words, AKA, we're going to decommit one of these schools or cut their scholarship money or whatever it may be. Tell them to go to the JUCO down the street. I hear that all the time uh, so we can bring this kid in. So keep that in mind too. Verbally commit. you. It's a must when you're young to, to make sure you solidify some of that scholarship money um, in, in theory, I guess, if you want to put it that way. You have to do it, man. You can't just wait till year 12. It doesn't work that way unless you're an absolute stud, right? That's number one. But number two you have to have that communication with the school. Year 11, year 12, you cannot just go off and do your own thing and, and just say, oh, yeah, they're watching me. No, no, no. Communicate with those coaches. If that coach then goes off and gets fired, happens all the time, and goes to another school, stay with that coach and consider, it happens all the time too, whatever school they go to, consider looking at that because they're going to try and bring you to that school. If not, on the flip side of that, build that relationship with the other coaches while you're doing this commitment process. So you have a pitching coach who comes in and says, oh, we, you know, here's my guy, blah, 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 and you're talking to him. Do yourselves a favor, create a relationship with the hitting coach, create a relationship with the head coach, create a relationship with everyone you can around that school to make sure that you're one of their guys if someone does get sent out or, or a coach or whatever gets sent, gets, gets 
gets you know off to switch a school or whatever it may be gets an offer to go to another school or gets fired it happens all the time okay the other thing i want you guys to think about as well listen be proud of it man when you commit to a school it's a huge deal with all that being said i'm not trying to scare you off or anything like that but be proud to commit to that school. Be all in with that school, okay? Because they, the, the, the whole idea here with this college sports, it's not like professional sports. They're trying to build a bond. They're trying to have characters. They're trying to have that family feeling. So be proud of it. Announce it. Be, you know, uh, follow their football team, all that kind of stuff that you just like kind of roll your eyes out or whatever if you're a parent. But as a kid, it's a special thing. Soak it all up. You only get this chance once to announce that you committed to some really awesome school or some really good program or even if it's a JUCO and later on down the track you're playing in the big leagues. Be proud of the fact that I'm going to this, I went to this JUCO and I had to claw my way out to get to a four year school. All right, so be all in. Once you commit, be all in and do not stop working. The minute you commit doesn't mean a whole lot legally. You have to keep grinding because it doesn't matter. Even if you're going off to play professional baseball uh, after you're 18 years old and sign a contract or you're playing at a D1 school, and the, 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 as cheesy as it sounds, the grind never stops. So don't walk into this guy, oh, yeah, I've committed, boom, then just take your foot off the gas. Then no, no, put your foot on that gas. When you go in as a freshman, whether it's a JUCO, big D1, power five school, professional baseball, you have to then prove yourself, and then you have to prove yourself the week after, then you have to prove yourself the week after, all the way until you get to the big leagues, until it's all said and done when you're 40 years old, hopefully. So do not take your foot off the gas. Verbally commit, great, awesome, I'm in. Now I'm going to put my pedal to the metal. I'm a, I'm a insert mascot. And then off I go. I'm going to go in as a freshman to play, go hard. All right, guys, that's it for me. Any questions you have? I got a bunch of questions. I, I love to answer them. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff. Great feedback. I'm really enjoying doing these uh, episodes. Hopefully it's informative. Go to nextgenbaseball.com. A lot of great things coming up that we're going to announce as the year goes on. Catch the World Baseball Classic. Uh, you'll catch that. I'll be in Pool A. You can watch Team Australia too for all the Aussies there in Pool B in Tokyo. Good luck to all the, uh, the, the Aussies out there. Oh, and by the way, big congratulations too to a lot of our next generous who just made um, their national team. I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, quite a few of them. I'm going to be doing some work with them later on this year. But um, big congrats for the guys who made that team. Go kill it uh, when you're playing for Australia later on in the year. All right, guys, that's it for me. We'll catch you next time right here on the Gencast. See ya.